On this podcast, I profile people who have impacted culture and history, and all of them have one thing in common. They're all gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender. My name is Frank Howard, and welcome to Gay of the Day. I have a little confession to make. I was a child actor. I made my professional stage debut at age seven, and by age eight was doing television. A handful of made-for-TV movies and a pair of series pilots that never got picked up. This led to some teacher film roles. I suppose my most seen performance is a small part in a big film. Even though I was still in elementary school, I play a high school freshman the freshman who pays a buck to see Molly Ringwald's panties in the film Sixteen Candles. Through it all, from about age 12 on, I knew I was gay. And as I entered my mid to late teens, it became apparent to casting directors as well as to my agent that I was gay. I wasn't trying to hide it. To my agent's chagrin, I'd show up for auditions wearing tight black clothing and eyeliner. This was the 80s, and I was a bratty teenager. She started putting me up for parts completely unsuited to me. Jocks and stoners, girl-crazy party boys, and advising me that I should tone it down a little. In fairness, she didn't know what to do with a teenaged gay actor. There weren't any gay best friend roles in films back then. To her, I was a product she couldn't move. By the time my 20s rolled around, the phone stopped ringing. Child stars who can successfully transition into adult or even young adult stars are rare. Those who have made the transition who are also gay? I cannot think of one. And don't say Jodie Foster. Her clumsy coming out speech, I'm using air quotes there, was half-assed and sadly after the fact. I mean, in the 30 years prior to that speech, did anyone think she was heterosexual? That fiasco was permeated with old-fashioned shame from another era. Of all the child stars of the last 20 years, none of them have come out of the closet, even if their careers ended. There are plenty of roles now for LGBT teens, but they are largely filled by straight actors. Even last year's gay romance, Love, Simon, cast an adamantly straight actor in the title role. A squandered opportunity... Some things never change. Now imagine it's the 1950s, and you come to the realization that you are gay. Where are you to go? Where do you meet people like yourself? Now imagine you're also one of the world's most beloved child film stars, and your boss 
is Walt Disney. What do you do then? Today's Gave the Day. Actor Tommy Kirk. At age 13, Tommy Kirk accompanied his older brother to an audition for a play. His brother wasn't hired, but Tommy was. In the audience of the play one night was a Hollywood agent who signed Tommy. Tommy Kirk soon came to the attention of Walt Disney. He became a Mouseketeer. He also did a ton of television work in shows like Gunsmoke, Playhouse 90, and Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Disney even gave him his own show, The Hardy Boys, which had a regrettably short run. When Tommy was 14, Walt Disney cast him in the film that would make him a star. Old Yeller. Kirk is unforgettably moving in Old Yeller, especially in one of the most startling scenes in any kid's movie. The scene where the title dog gets rabies and Kirk elects to shoot the dog, tearfully and quietly stating, He was my dog. I know, was my dog. I'll do it. Kirk admits he knew he was homosexual very early on. Even while shooting Old Yeller, this sweet-faced boy was having sex in alleys with strange men. Where else was he going to get it? This is the 50s. Uh, there weren't any gay bars. Well, not officially much less things like Grinder. He was a sexually aware gay teenager who needed a release. Plus, he was one of the biggest stars in the country. A mouseketeer couldn't just strut into a gay bar. Even if you weren't famous, if you were gay in those days, you had to be careful. You had to get your kicks on the sly. Old Yeller was a tremendous success, and Disney signed Kirk to a long-term contract. He was one of that studio's biggest stars for the next eight years, appearing in a string of popular films. The Shaggy Dog, The Absent-Minded Professor, uh, shirtless for much of Swiss Family Robinson. He was blossoming nicely into young adulthood. Then came Son of Flubber, Pajama Party, and The Misadventures of Merlin Jones. Around age 18, Kirk began to notice that people at the studio started treating him differently. People stopped talking to him. And as he walked the back lot, folks who used to greet him would now go out of their way to avoid him or wouldn't even make eye contact. Kirk discovered years later that Uncle Walt was wise to how and with which gender Tommy was whiling away his nights. Walt Disney, without providing any reasons ordered all of his studio's employees to avoid Tommy Kirk. To say Walt Disney was conservative is like saying Hitler had a slight problem with Jews. Homosexuals nauseated Walt Disney. He would have dropped Tommy Kirk then and there, but his films were still making money. So, Disney held his nose and put the press off the scent and started sending Kirk out on dates with fellow Mouseketeer Annette Funicello. 
All this public scrutiny, all these cold shoulders meant that Tommy couldn't have a boyfriend if he wanted to. It made him feel isolated, and Kirk began to medicate his loneliness with drugs. During the filming of Merlin Jones, Kirk started seeing a teenage boy he'd met at a city pool. Kirk at the time was 21. His boyfriend was 15. When the kid's mother found out, she complained directly to his employer. Once shooting was completed on Merlin Jones, Uncle Walt promptly fired him. Later that year, the film was released, and it was a surprise blockbuster, grossing only slightly less than the studio's other big release of the same year, Mary Poppins. Uncle Walt then had to eat crow and rehire Kirk for the sequel, The Monkey's Uncle. During shooting of that film, Kirk got busted for pot. Not a big deal now, but at the time, only one other movie star, Robert Mitchum, had been busted for possession. Disney severed ties with Kirk once and for all. And Kirk spent the next few years adrift in a lot of low-budget beach-themed movies uh, like Catalina Caper, Mars Needs Women, The Ghost in the Invisible Bikini, one of the best titles of any beach film. (laughs) Uh, These movies were, at best, silly garbage. By now... His drug intake had reached Garland-esque levels. Tommy was hooked on all kinds of pills. His habit is particularly evident in the god-awful Village of the Giants from 1965. He seems cranky and sedated throughout. A scant few years after being fired by Disney, Kirk was broke and waiting tables. He'd often be recognized by customers. Three years earlier, he had the number one movie in the country and now was clearing plates and asking if anyone wanted dessert. Once he turned 30, he came out in a magazine interview. In the interview, he had no shame about his sexuality, uh, but seemed a little bitter about the way Hollywood had treated him because he was gay. He had given up acting, But to be frank, I don't think he would have made the transition to a working adult character actor. Hollywood has always been the town with the biggest closets. Any actor who is a practicing homosexual, practice makes perfect. Even today, we'll find that the handlers and managers advise against being open and out. There are a few successful actors who are able to earn a living while being out and proud homosexuals. But they are the exceptions. Tommy Kirk had no prayer of being able to embrace his sexuality without suffering the loss of his career, as is evidenced. And it only is just a little better today. Kirk may not be a Hollywood happily ever after, an oxymoron at least, but he was eventually able to embrace himself and live openly. They took away his contract and earning capability, but his legacy is etched on celluloid. And not even Uncle Walt can take that away from him. Or from us. Today's Gay of the Day, actor Tommy Kirk. Gay the Day's theme is composed and performed by Swick, that's C-W-I-O-K. 
My name is Frank Howard, and as always, thanks for listening. See you next time.